0: Hello everyone and welcome back. It's the full forty with Chris, Rob, and Willie. Part of the Nova Insider Network. It is Sunday, February fifth, roughly eight thirty PM. Coming to you after more losses. (laughs) Also, Um, wait—the full thirty-five. The full. Sorry, that's right. That's right. I changed it. That's it's now. It's now the almost thirty, almost full, kind of like almost there, but kind of more of roughly thirty-five minute podcast. Um, but. (laughs) But 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 we're back here on the heels of an zero three week, and uh, looking at a big three game homestand ahead, um, and hopefully we will have we didn't say say I say hopefully emphasize hopefully we're supposed to have a couple a, maybe have a couple guests at least one uh, come on the show a little bit later, and I say maybe because people got to get kids to bed and shit like that, so. All that being said, let's dig in here and we'll go quick kind of recap of the week that was Uh, our last podcast covered the Providence game. So we just quickly go over the Marquette and the Creighton game. And ironically, these games happened right around Groundhog Day because it's been Groundhog Day uh, for Villanova basketball this year. If you missed
1: the Marquette game.
0: Watched the game that happened
1: on December 26th, and you got you watched it. That's the same thing, it was the same thing. God, it's terrible.
0: It's the game that happened on December 31st. It's 3rd, the 31st, that...
1: yeah. I was like, 26th, it was not on the day after Christmas. It's the game but... that happened
0: versus UConn on December 28th. It's the oh, game God. that happened versus Providence. It's the game that happened versus Creighton. It's the game that happened,
2: Iowa State, Michigan State. Yep, same thing. Well, yeah, yeah. We had we did a lot of themes last year or narratives. Sorry, we did narratives. This is clearly just. The narrative of the season just yeah. can't finish it at the yeah. end
0: so th- th- these performances have required me to go a little bit bigger than usual today Ooh, I've what got, do you have i've got a boulevardier <laughs> what what is that again i don't even know. bourbon it's a negroni but with oh, okay. but swap out the gin for a for a bourbon um so that's nice. the basil hayden red wine cask finish i got the campari and the uh and the sweet vermouth and so i'm going big and backup reinforcements, I got a Mick of a bull truck. <laughs> so, so We're Fuck going it. big today. Yeah. We're doing it live. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, man. Um, all right, guys. Look, here's the thing. If you told me going into this week that our coach was Jay Wright and that uh, we had the lineup that we did, I would still say that 0-2 was like a reasonable outcome, especially the way the games were played. Oh, tough. Slug it out, drag it out, fights, but we're on the road, you know, high energy fan bases, um, primetime events, and we go 0-2. Like you put those losses individually in a bubble, you wrap them up and you say, these are just this loss in this universe of of this game. You come out of that and you say to yourself, okay, it wasn't that bad. Like like we showed out pretty well, played pretty well against Marquette, who's the who's objectively right now the best team in the conference. And showed out pretty well versus Creighton um, and had the lead lead late in that game, like in the last minute of that game. Um, And they are probably playing better basketball than anybody in the conference right now. So the two arguably best teams right now, I got Xavier's in there, you got Providence in there. But you take those two games on the road and you say, okay, you lose those two games. That's not like terribly offensive. But the problem is, is that when you put it in the context of the entire season, forgetting even the record, and just say, like, we came up short late in the game, late turnovers, late rebounds, late inability to score the basketball, late inability to even get a reasonably decent look at a basket. Yeah. And you say, oh, my goodness, this is intensely frustrating. Yeah. So – so that, that's kind of like the, it's kind of like in a bubble, you sit there and you just say like, I mean, these, these losses are excusable, but, but when you put it in the context of the whole season, you need some type of positive momentum and we can't seem to get it.
2: Yeah. There's, there's not a whole lot there. Like, uh, I don't know, it just, I just feel I'm struggling. I'm struggling for words just because it does feel like the same talk track. And at some, at some point, you're looking for positive momentum, and if you don't score more points than the other team at the end of the day, there just isn't positive momentum from moral victories. And like we can point to a couple things, and I know mean, we'll talk about about Justin. And I think actually, you know, Justin stepping forward and stepping up in the past week, I think has, has made it's funny to say. Like, I think he, it's made a huge difference in how the team looks. And obviously, we talked a little bit about that on the last podcast as well. The the challenge is it does it didn't translate to wins the team did look better holistically and you see the difference that justin makes and he's definitely operating at a higher level like you see him kind of getting into his flow you see his shot coming back which obviously makes a huge difference to these guys but at the end of the day like we end the week you know we're our last podcast whatever zero oh and three and you sit there and say okay you know justin moore was supposed to be our savior because he's back and maybe he's at 65% of, of what he was. Maybe he's at 70%. Maybe he'll get back up to 80 or 90%. But then you just start to raise the question that we've raised like for a couple months now. It's like you just kind of run out of games at some point. And you're like, you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting for it to click and say, yeah, this team is going to be the team to make a run. And, oh, when this guy comes back and that guy comes back, you're like, all right, well, here we are. Everybody's back. Like maybe there's another 10% or 15% of Justin Moore, but like, is that going to make the difference? Like, honestly, I, I don't think it is. And and I guess my takeaway is, you know, we keep waiting and talking and hoping about making a run in Big East tournament. And I don't know that, that hope is, has definitely faded for me. I thought, I guess I, I almost assumed when Justin came back, we'd get, we'd get one of these wins just because it's Justin Moore. And the fact that we weren't able to pick up one of these is, it makes it hard for me to say, yeah, let's, let's go into the big East tournament and just go win four games. Like, I don't, I don't have that confidence, maybe as irrational as it was even, you know, even a month ago. So anyway, that's kind of where I'm at.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't really got much to say. We are, we are what we are. Like,
0: <laughs> we are, we are who we thought we like, were. Like, like, the, yeah. the, the name of this podcast is the Kesha, that Kesha song. We are, who we
1: are. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> this is just, I mean, it is, it is what it is. Justin,
2: <laughs> I knew that was coming. Well done, well done.
1: Uh, on like a positive note, before I continue down my diatribe of what seconds, are those? What are those? <laughs> Like the defense has. You're not allowed general, to have. You're not allowed to have
0: positivity. No nuance. No, no nuance. We don't do nuance here.
1: In general, the defense has looked better. Uh, we've had like two strong defensive games, analytically, statistically, but like still, in the big moments, we are not in the right place. We're not. We're getting beat. We're not focusing. We're not. Atten- we're not paying attention to the details. And we've seen that the whole year. I in a normal Villanova season, the way I've always looked at it is like, I feel like you understand who your team is in the non-conference. You use early January to get out strong in your conference play. And then you kind of just like fight through February. For us, we were losing a bunch in early in early or in the non-conference. And I think we kind of tricked ourselves and maybe not tricked ourselves because we were getting cam wasn't there and Justin wasn't there yeah. and I'm not Justin's still an incomplete grade here but like we've cam's been back for at this stage like 13 games or so and it just it I, mean, I think cam is an amazing individual talent I think he's actually bought into Villanova but at the end of the day we are let me let me do the math now we're seven and eight with cam that's just okay. since cam came back to Oklahoma
2: game that's the just su- the sum of the parts just Aren't as much as we thought they were. Yeah. Like, uh, it's just that simple. Like, some is, te- sometimes, like, the teams come together and you're like, yes, the sum of the parts is much greater, than whatever that phrase is. You know what I'm trying to say? The whole is, the right. whole oh. is greater than the sum of the parts. Yeah, yeah, You got it. You got yeah. it. Thank you. And, um, and, like, for us, it's, it doesn't seem to be. No.
1: And we've just seen late game execution fail across the board. Temple, Michigan State, Iowa State. I mean, Portland wasn't even late game execution. We just lost that game.
0: Portland, yeah,
1: Portland's actually our worst loss of the year by like dif- differential. Like yeah, we right. haven't lost by they look we lost to, by twelve to them. We haven't lost to double digits to any other team. Let me do the quick. Yeah, and then Oregon was late game execution. UConn, I'm not going to blame late game execution. Oregon. The second Marquette game was DePaul Butler. Providence Marquette Cream. That's 10 losses, just late late game execution. Yeah. Two of which had the same play for the last shot, which is an Eric Dixon coming off motion three-point shot, which Eric Dixon's a great three-point shooter. He should not be taking motion threes at the buzzer. That's not setting him up to win. That's not setting the team up to win. It's just not the situation that should be happening. I know there was a read and there's options that come off of it, but at the end of the day, the that's what came from it twice. And frankly, just, yeah. I don't know. At the end of the day, this is what we are. This is who we are. I don't, we're talking about getting to the biggest tournament and making a run. And we said this last podcast, like, do we really think we can pull off four wins on a row? Yeah. I just not, there's nothing this team has shown that makes me confident in that.
0: So, So let's, let's talk a little bit about like, okay. What what could make you confident? Like we're 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 down the stretch here, right? Oh, like, wait, and one
1: of those three would have done, gone a long way for me. Yes, yeah, I agree confidence. with
0: that. But now we are where we are, yep. and we are who we are. <laughs> and and what what could gain some confidence, right? Like like what what it Like this homestand, right, is pretty. This homestand coming up is is pretty crucial in the sense of like you have two wins that you like absolutely must have have to have it right like you have so and they're at either side of the homestand you have DePaul coming up on wednesday and you have butler coming up the week later six days later on that uh tuesday or wednesday of the following week tuesday uh yeah tuesday um those games those teams do not look good um they look worse than we than they looked a month ago like definitively Yep. And and they're at the Fin and they're revenge games. Like, absolutely, positively, gotta have those games. The Seton Hall game on Saturday, and we're get into the previews later, but the Seton Hall game this upcoming Saturday night, primetime game, this game is enormous, right? Like, Seton Hall has candidly, after we kind of, and everybody, kind of half-wrote them off early on in the season because it just seemed like Shaheen Holloway was just going to, like, by all means necessary, force his culture and his way onto that program. And they weren't going to get it this year. And he didn't care. Like, well, his guy, he kind of challenged his guys and And his guys, and they responded. They have a big win against UConn. They have a decent tournament resume. They are right on the bubble. This game means a lot to them because they kind of have to win this game to keep themselves on the, I don't know if they're on the right side of the bubble yet, but they kind of have to keep their momentum going into their into their stretch run.
1: They have a sneaky good win versus Rutgers, which is like huge down. I think could think be huge for them. That's a good
3: Chris. I have play. a question, and you're yeah. our resident Big East expert here. Has UConn folded for the season, or what's their? Are they
0: playing? Hey, they got two wins in a row now. They got two wins. Oh, in so a they're year. still
3: playing.
2: One He's of those wins is against Georgetown. Let's be clear. Like, yeah, that's like a club come game. On.
3: Um, yeah. Okay, I didn't know. I just, I hadn't heard much about them. The Twitter for UConn has kind of quieted down.
0: Yeah, yeah. They, they've quieted it down for good reason. Uh, they're having their own internal struggles. Um, I heard they were going
2: to give an internship to Patrick Ewing just to, to try him out for the rest of the season. Because things <laughs> haven't been going well. Oh,
0: man, on the UConn front, I can't. I can't envision a team that literally looked as good as they did in a non-conference and looked as bad as they did so far this season they lost to St. John's and St. John's fans are having regular Twitter spaces talking about who their next coach could be like, That's terrible. it's a crazy situation really bad. Um, but anyway i back to Seton Hall they've looked good They've been very consistent. They're playing high-level defense. They're kind of back to that rock fight, Seton Hall mentality. They make clutch plays down the stretch. Like, like they 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 have they have been a very solid team, and they've worked themselves into a position where they are thinking about the NCAA tournament and have a right to. That game at the Wells Fargo Center is huge because because we gotta show us something. We gotta go three and zero in this stretch. Like if, if we go three and zero here, I'm not saying that. Automatically puts us in a position where you're like, okay, maybe we have the stones within us to to make a Big East tournament run, but I can tell you that anything less than three and zero, and the doubts are. So, so to answer here,
2: to answer your question, before I answer your question, I want to point out we just celebrated, but we just noted UConn's two wins in a row. I made fun of Georgetown. I looked up the other one. The other win was against DePaul. So, yeah. yeah. This is ridiculous. Anyway, yeah, 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 moving on. Yeah. I just want to point that out. Like, no, no, no. Yeah, I, those I, are, no, like, those that, are like barely. I wins.
0: said that tongue in cheek. There are two wins in yeah, a row, yeah, yeah. Are, like, are like, yeah, okay. But, <laughs> Congratulations. But, but,
2: yeah. But to, to answer your question, is there anything that would, like, what would it take to give me some hope that maybe there's a world in which we could rattle off four wins in a row? Not only do you have to win the next three games, I think you have to win those games by, like, 15 points convincingly. And, and this is a big and Justin Moore needs to put up like 20 in one of those, because that would show me that one, this team can come in, take care of stuff, like take care of business when they need to take care of business against inferior competition in theory. And two, it shows you that Justin Moore has kind of that high tier upside that we saw last year. And I know he's shown flashes of it already coming back, but look, if I'm, if I have to pick out something that's going to give me some hope, those are the two criteria fit three fifteen plus point wins and just
0: more hitting like 20 points. I agree on the Paul and Butler before Willie, before you go, I agree on the Paul and Butler. There's almost a part of me that wants the Seton hall game to go down to the wire. Cause these guys need to prove to themselves. They could win a late game. That's within like a, a couple possessions late in the game right like they need to prove that to, against like a pseudo tournament quality squad hard hard,
2: dis- hard disagree hard disagree <laughs> you we've just rather it.
0: win big i get that yeah
2: they yeah full stop
1: we've done it once versus oklahoma we executed on the stretch versus them that was i thought a turning point here we are um what i need to see it is it was a
0: turning point and it then was it was a turning point
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um I need we need to win those three games. I don't care if it's by 40. I don't care if it's by two. Like win those three games. But realistically, winning those three games just tells me the ship is still like ship is still afloat. Like not where there's Mm. not like huge internal turmoil, The, the the players are still bought in, everything's cool. That tells me that. And like obviously, yeah, winning those three, that's just where it is. The big one for me is we need to steal one versus Providence or Xavier. If we can do that, then I will be like, okay. If we can, if this team has the ability to go into a hostile situation on the road and get a win versus two very two top five seeds or one of two, uh, one of those two, I will feel somewhat confident that they can win on Thursday, Friday, in the Big East tournament and get to Saturday. Yeah. Because that's just at the end of the day, we got to get to Saturday and we can't the thursday and friday games are just going to be what it is i know there's a lot of talk in biggie's twitter that like we looked good versus creighton and like people are like oh watch out for them i disagree with it right now but if we're able to do that versus providence then i say watch out in the biggie's tournament and maybe not even to make a run at it but like we could upset someone and like mess up like fuck up their chances going further like if yeah. we saw if we were able to get to like at this stage 16 and 15 with a stealing win at like xavier let's say i'd feel pretty confident that we could win on wednesday and then whoever we face that thursday like you should be on upset alert yeah,
2: yeah I think but that's, that's just yeah, yeah that's what you, we have to get to you you pointed out like the, the we're talking about the next three games which are like should, like are obviously must wins like fuck must wins this point. i don't even know what that means like it's against shit competition so that, but then the next three is like back in like back into the gauntlet of yeah. top tier teams that's like okay this is gonna be this is gonna be a fun one like after
0: those eat. three games you get at providence at xavier creighton at home at seton hall and then finish with uconn so fun have fun there
2: <laughs> god it's gonna be it's gonna be rough um, 8-0 baby
0: <laughs> that would be something 8-0, that 8-0, would 8-0 be, is not even 8 no is possible 8-0. that would be that would be the wildest you imagine? Wild.
2: No, I if we were, imagine. If we finish what are the, the odds season on 18
3: 13, we, we don't
2: even right?
0: have to win the biggest
1: tournament. We go eight, you know, the rest of the way. We just go on a run. If we go don't eight. No, I'm going
3: to give $100 to the collective. <laughs> the collective.
0: Oh, man. Oh, man. Anyway. Uh, anyway, look, to be all your situation is just to be clear to our listener base here, we're not sitting here saying this is what we think is going to
2: happen. No, no
0: that's that's absolutely not. not yeah. Like, 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 there's nothing that could prove anything. Like, like, I think we'll beat DePaul Paul and Butler, the Seton Hall game. Like, if I'm answering honestly, I think that game will come down the wire, and then it's gonna be like, okay, prove it time. And and so far this season, we haven't proven it. In prove it time. But that game's gonna come down. The Seton Hall game's gonna be a rock fight. Like, I like. Let's just let's just let's just get it out of the way now. Like, we'll hopefully do a bigger preview later. But like, it's gonna be a like. The, the, the game is going to be like 56-55 under four minutes. Like, just mentally. But we don't even have to play the first 36 minutes of that game. I can tell you right now what it's going to be. Because every villanova Seton Hall game is the exact same fucking thing. So as it's Se- going to be that.
1: I'm going to – you guys keep talking. I'm going to do – Seton Hall's ever scored like 75 or 80 versus us. <laughs> uh, maybe they did the 2019 season. But I'm just going to do some digging. That's
0: wild. Um wild. All right. So while Willie's doing some digging, we just had a very rational conversation around how, (laughs) around how, hey, we lost three losable games this week and now like, here's where the path goes from here. That's a rational conversation, right? Unfortunately, we have to address the fact that like a lot of irrational conversations have been going on and everyone is guilty. And candidly, I'm, I'm fucking incensed. I am absolutely incensed at everybody right now and we've we've held off on it we've bit our tongue a little bit we've gone through this whatever it's time to talk right like it's time to talk and candidly what's kind of driving me towards this conversation is is the reaction from the everyone's unblessed just to be clear me us on this podcast right like 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 Villanova content creators, who I love them dearly, but like they're on blast. The the program itself is on blast. And we're going to get to that. The fan base writ writ large, especially Villanova Twitter, is on blast. Like everyone's on fucking blast right now. Because the thing that really set me off today was there was this tweet that was going around where someone, I mean, we've all heard it, Kyle, in Neptune, that like like, trope that's been going around, like whatever, right? Like, and apparently, Eric Dixon liked one of those tweets. Now, just to be clear here, like, I don't actually know if that means anything because sometimes the guys see tweets going on and like strategically like them to basically say, Hey, I saw this. Make a note of that. Like, I'm making a note that you said that about one of my guys, one of my coach, Mm, whatever. Like, mm. I want to show you that I'm paying attention. Mm. Like, I've seen that happen before. Yeah. Like, like this is this to me is not automatically going down the stretch of uh was my second choice for a reason, JQ like <laughs> Twitter story. Really, I, uh, yeah, that was, that was blatant. I, this is, blatant. is a yeah. wildly different situation than that. Well
2: <laughs> What, Just really? kind of thought.
1: Could you imagine a JQ tweeted that again right now? <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is an all-time was, troll. He's about so to be. Good. He's about to be maybe, arguably, on the number one team in the country. Yeah, and, that'd be and, so so good. Oh my says, God. Yeah, my second choice for a reason. <laughs> Yo, we fuckers. we should
2: screenshot that and tweet it at him. Hopefully, they'll do it. That'd be that'd be epic. Anyways, back to <laughs> full, the full back, like back
1: to the importance. Also, um, Stephen Hall scored seventy like in twenty twenty. They scored 77 in 2019, so it's very recent.
0: Okay. So, so, so this is what prompted it. And, and, and to the program, to the fan base, chill the fuck out, okay? Like, everyone needs to calm the fuck down because the insecurity between our fan base and between the program, candidly, is, is absolutely outrageous. You want to talk about the one thing, like, 10 and 13, no one feels good about this season. I think there was a lot of challenges, and I'm going to put myself on blast a little bit later. I'll do it at the back end. I'm going to put myself on blast a little bit later. But I think there was a lot of challenges here that, like, we didn't really fully ingest early on. And we probably should have lowered our expectations going into this season. And we did a bad job as a podcast. And I blast ourselves now, and I blast myself in particular. Yeah, like you, you especially, but yeah, we'll, we'll me especially. We'll I'm, yeah. I am fucking guilty. I am. I am the problem. Okay, let's like let's just be honest here. I'm the problem. Okay, <laughs> I went quiet, into this bro. season. I went into this season super high end, and like I, I kind of thought that I could conjure, wish it up myself. And I am apologizing to our listener base because I was part of getting your hopes up. Now I was reading tea leaves. I was trying to make decisions. I was trying to think through kind of like how this season could play out. And I fucked up, but we're going to go back to yeah, me later. Put, let's table that. Let's table, yeah, that. table I, my headline,
2: that. My headline is like, I know where you're going. I want, I want you to get back to your monologue. But like everybody needs to stop being a little bitch. Yes. Everybody, everybody across the board is just being a little bitch. Everyone. And I'm, like, I'm so fucking tired of it. Like is being a fucking bitch about this entire this is, fucking this
0: whole season. thing is absurd. Like absolutely absurd. Stop it. OK, everyone stop it. And I'm not just talking about Twitter. I'm really not. I'm really not. I'm talking to the to the program, too. Yeah. 100%. Get your shit together. Get 100%. your shit together. Because you just lost three losable games that like Jay Wright has lost multiple times. The Providence game at home, the Marquette game away, Creighton game away are the three games that Jay Wright seems to always fucking lose. OK, so the, you just lost three losable games that were kind of obvious going into them. And, like, everyone's, like, melting down over it. You got A-Ray posting about how how, how he feels like you can't say what he wants to say. Like, you got, you, got, you got shit going on everywhere. Everyone stop, okay? If the program is reaching out because they're trying to control the message, stop it. Stop it right now. Players, like stop lit- reading Twitter, okay? Stop going on Instagram and reading the fucking press clippings. Nothing healthy is happening here. We're on it all the time. I'm on it all the time. Nothing help, nothing healthy, nothing good for you is happening there. Stop reading this shit, okay? That's number one. Two, the program in general, assistant coaches, coaches, whatever it may be, whoever's out there, whatever, enough. Like you were happy to take the plaudits when we were winning when we were in the final fours and whatever, people are pissed off and disappointed now. You sold that it was going to be constant continuity and all this other stuff and culture doesn't change anything and whatever. And now you're paying the piper because every bounce goes the wrong way this season. Everything's happened. Everything's gone the wrong way. Stop it, okay? Let the fans get their venting out, okay? The players that are in Twitter, that are around are helping you. Okay. Just because they express a couple of things here or there that are like negative or pointing out flaws or whatever, they're helping you because they're also explaining to fans on the regular basis that, that as are we, by the way, as are we, they're explaining on a regular basis, what is going on, how this gets screwed up and how it's actually not that far away from kind of working. Okay, the reason why we keep coming back on this podcast to like this hopeful potential outlook as to where the season goes because it's not far away from working. Okay. So Rob's point, stop being little bitches about it. Like deal with it, own it, suck it up, focus on the fucking work that you guys have to do and go win some more games. Okay, because you can do it. You've proven to us in the first 35 minutes of games, like we would joke about it, but you've proven to us in the first 35 minutes of games, that you're capable of playing winning basketball versus teams that might go on second weekend or more runs in the tournament at their house. Okay. You've done it versus UConn. You've done it versus Marquette. You've done it versus Creighton. These are three of the best teams in the country. Okay. You've taken them to the wire, Marquette in their case, twice. Okay. And UConn and Creighton on the road. You've taken them down to the wire. You've proven that you can do it. Stop trying to control everything. You're not going to do it. And you're only going to turn off fans in the process. 100%. You're, you're it, turning off fans. Stop absolutely. It. It's it just is, it, not necessary. So that's my argument for the program. Now, for the fans. Sorry, I'll let you guys get no, in here. Yeah,
2: yeah. 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 But,
0: <laughs> but for the fans. Relax. Stop with the fire Neptune fucking bullshit. Okay. This is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard in my fucking life. Okay. No college, none, not Alabama football, not Kentucky basketball. Nobody fires a bat, a a head coach after one season, nobody, and no one does it after like two thirds of one season. It just doesn't happen absent a scandal. Like it took Kentucky, Billy, it took Billy Gillespie's Kentucky, like two or three years to invent a scandal to get him out of town. And that's Kentucky. Okay. We're not going to compare ourselves to Kentucky here, but at the same time, like enough, he's a 37 year old or whatever, how old he is, 37, 38 year old head coach. Okay. He's in his second year. You could argue about that. You could argue about the coaching search and whatever. We know this. It was always going to be a J Wright disciple. Always. Duke did the same thing. Carolina did the same thing. It was always going to be that direction because we were trying to keep the thing going. Okay. Right now, it's not going. Okay. Criticism is fine. The fire Neptune shit is so stupid because it has no basis in reality. So stop. Like, it's just not useful. Two years from now, we will be there. If, if this continues at this level, I promise you our fan base, our listener base, or whatever, will be right there with you to be like, this isn't acceptable. We need to we need to have a conversation about this that I promise you about that. Like, we're not sitting here trying to placate to everybody like, yeah, we're fans of the program. We want the program to succeed. As a result, I want Kyle Neptune to succeed. The people who are positive polys in the in the clouds about about everything and are just like, oh, well, it's, it's going to work out, I promise. Like, you don't know shit either. You're wrong too. You are wrong as well. So I just need everyone to just chill the fuck out. So I'm, I'll pause there for a second. Brian is all of a sudden showed up and he wants to chat.
3: Hello. Hey,
0: what's going on, Brian?
3: I just wanted to say that was a really good rant. I rarely show my face here. But fire Neptune.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Brian from Philly, a uh, long-time listener, first time,
1: uh, yeah, yeah. Guys, yeah. Yeah. long-time, first-time guys. Um, yeah. <laughs> no,
3: I don't. I don't fully mean that, but I, a lot of what Chris said, I echo, and I think you know, Robin Will so yeah.
0: yeah, But 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 the but the point is this: is that you like the fans who are positive also like it's almost like toxic positivity. At the same useless positivity, it means it's absolutely meaningless. It's breathing hot air into the universe. No one gives, just in the way that the negative Fire Neptune people are. Like, again, useless. You're not saying anything of any value. No one of any consequence listens to that, thinks it's reasonable. And all you're doing is causing yourself more angst than it's worth because it's just, you're just, you're just. You're telling on yourself. And the final point that I'll make is that the people who say fire Neptune the loudest are the people who were also beating the drum. We're fucking blue blood now. Oh, I'm going to go talk shit to another fan base and blah, 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 throw everyone under the bus and whatever. And now they're like, Oh my God, we went 10 and 13 on one season. Like if we don't get this together, we're going to fall from grace and be in Georgetown. Like you're telling on yourself. You never fucking believe that we were a blue blood because if you believe that we were a blue blood, you would have, You would be able to say, ah, fucking one year, write it off. We'll get back. We'll be right back next year. And that's what I want to
1: say at the end of this all. If this is truly just a one season thing, it's one season. It sucks in the middle of it, but it's just one season. If there's larger issues that we don't know, then we can talk about that as when those come out, whatever. But as of right now, all the information that we have is it's just one season with a second year head coach who very clearly is making mistakes and, like, learning to, learning on the fly. A team that hasn't fully been together but has been partly together that is underachieving despite having reasons to underachieve but also has reasons to, like, go. There's just a bunch of shit reasons that this season's kind of not going the way we think about it. But it is 23 games through a season. It is one season. And as, like, we've talked about, if we are the program that we say we are, if we are this Blue Blood program – we will figure out the transfer portal and with the transfer portal or whatever it may be, whoever we pull in, things change very quickly. Cooley's pro- Cooley had a whole Providence team leave and has brought in a brand new Providence team really, and they are thriving. Really good. Both literally ways. fucking adapt or die. That's yep. what it is. And if we can't adapt, then we fucking deserve to die.
0: Yes.
2: hundred percent. Absolutely. Really well said. My, I guess my, uh, I agree with, with most everything that's been said and, and I feel like I'm just going to be, uh, Shooting myself in the foot here and going against uh, my general advice, which anybody who listens to podcasts, I don't talk about this too much, but my general advice is in life just lower your expectations.
0: <laughs> but, um, but 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 I'm i Rob, Rob, taking that thing. It specifically happened in the last six years, seven years of, of the yeah, world, yeah, yeah. but <laughs> really formed in that time period. Just to give you context, but yes, but, lower your expectations. But,
2: but yeah, when, when you're dealing with people, just generally lower your expectations. Um so so I feel like my next set of words are going to be absolutely wasted but that's okay I'm going to try it anyway. My ask to to the program to the fan base is is just try to do like just like a little bit of nuance like just just a touch like get somewhere in between an absolute of like for the program I have to control this narrative to like everything's in chaos like you can operate in an in between space you can understand that people are frustrated You can understand that your success has therefore put you in the spotlight and raised expectations. And as a result, people are going to be more critical of you. And you can actually embrace that and say, hey, look, we we get it. We got to do a better job. Like, that's part of what comes with this. You want to be a big time program. You want the new stadium. You want the big donor money. But guess what? Like, you got to perform. And with that comes people who are going to be more vocal. It comes podcasts that are coming on. and going to call you out on some of your shit. It comes with people following you on Twitter and like putting you on blast. But like, that's part of what comes with the success. And like, understand that and appreciate that. Villanova is big time college sports. Like, you're going to have to deal with that. And if you can't deal with that, get the fuck out of the spotlight. That's my, that's my word to the program. Now, to the fan base, same thing. Like, Chris, I think, has articulated this pretty well. So I won't spend too much time on it. But like, understand that there's some level of nuance here. Yes, we all want to do better. Guess what? The people in the athletic department, you think they're sitting there on sitting around on their asses being like, "Oh, this is okay. Like, <laughs> hope it turns around." Fuck no. They want to do better. I'm sure they're busting their ass every day to try and figure out what they can do better. You think the guys on the court are satisfied with this? Absolutely fucking not. Do you want to go up to one of them and say, "Hey, you suck?" Absolutely fucking not. You're not going to do that because you don't have any fucking balls. And guess what? Cause they're actually busting their ass every day when they're out on the court, understand that, understand that people are putting their best foot forward. Also, it's okay to say, I want better. Like, yeah, that's cool. Like yeah. go, go ahead. Fucking totally. criticize, criticize. But the late criticize. game rotations have been shit until lately, <laughs> but also don't be a fucking dick about it. It's not hard. Just don't be a fucking dick. Yes. Like it's okay to criticize. Like, but guess what? People are people. People who work in the athletic department are people. People on the court are people. Like, you don't want somebody coming up to you like on the street and blowing up your shit. So chill the fuck out, be a decent person, and just like, I don't know, everybody introduce like a little bit of nuance into your life. Just it's just a touch. It's all math. Just, just a touch. It
1: is,
0: it is just basketball, you know. <laughs> just a touch, just for a second, <laughs> just to see how it feels. Just to see how it feels. God. <laughs> fucking head. <laughs> <egg>. Jesus. <laughs>
2: Jeez. Rachel, Rachel's Rachel. got a hand
4: raised. Yeah, no, I agree with Rob a hundred percent. I mean, I think about it and I go, short of like the player in like I think for, I think it was Iowa men's basketball who took like a seven game leave of absence because like he had so much anxiety yeah. because like of the like of the spotlight right France, like France short son, of, yeah. yeah, short of having our players do that which we don't have the room to do in our lineup because like we don't, we haven't been a hundred percent since the season fucking started. Like people just need to have a little more grace. And we all know that I'm Jewish and I'm not trying to bring like religion into this, but like, if you want to talk about like, like if you want to talk about like the institution of Villanova and like the, one of the big reasons a lot of people go there is because it is a Catholic university. It's like, it's like, you know what I mean? Like, Preach like practice what you preach, right? I like Like, it. I like it. And 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 it's not. It's not. This is like totally not to be like, you know, controversial in any way. It's just like have a little grace. Understand that these are at the. I feel like I'm the one who says this all the time, but like these are literal children. They are they are 18 to 22 year olds. They're like exclusively
0: not children. (laughs) <laughs> they're definitely not children, okay. they're all paid.
4: <laughs> they're not children, fine, but they're they're, they're, all paid. they're young they're young too. guys, you know what I mean like they're they're like they're like barely adults, like they're learning how to go th- like handle all this stuff. It's like just you know th- so the season is a little is worse than we thought it was gonna to be, like, okay, like there's always next year like it's not that big a deal. The,
0: the biggest problem that I have, thank Rachel, I agree with your comment. The biggest problem that I have with. With with the program side of it is because this is a learning opportunity for these guys as men right like as as young people in general who are going through a difficult period of time who are putting in hard work objectively because by the way they it's not like they've given up on the court they haven't given up on the court at all it's, at it's all. actually no, quite man. obvious that this team has hung together through thick and thin and that's saying something because the 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 go from the final four to ten and thirteen is if you if you go by the fan base, right? Like <laughs> they would they would tell you to give up. Cam shouldn't play, Justin shouldn't play, this, that, and the other thing, blah 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 blah. Like all these people shouldn't fucking play because what's even worth anymore? Like just, like just the, roll
2: out the walk-ons. Yeah, they
0: give up is the give up is large. So so like like these guys are not there's no give in whatsoever. These guys <laughs> these guys are 100 percent in. But a learning point for them in life, you're gonna put 100 percent in. And you're not going to get what you want sometimes, right? Like, like, like people get laid off. People yeah, don't get the people. People don't get the promotions that they want. Right? Like, it doesn't. it's not fucking sunshine and rainbows. So this is life, right? Like this is this is life. And you're getting a healthy dose of 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 a thing right now that you're going to learn and grow from. And you're fortunate that you're going through it now, as opposed to having to go through it when there is a family that you have attend to, to attend to, a mortgage that you have to attend to, blah blah blah, all these other things right? Like take that moment now, learn how to handle it with grace and move forward. There's an opportunity here for the young men on this team to actually learn something. And when I hear things like, or reading tea leaves, so to speak, I haven't heard necessarily anything, but I read tea leaves of Twitter and what's going on. I will say that, I will say that it seems like we're trying to like shut down critique, shut down criticism, hold this together. It's hurting recruiting. It's hurting that like uh, guys, guys, like every fucking fan, every, every program around the country, Indiana, Kentucky, Yukon, right? Like same, same shit, same, same fucking shit. shit. It's the same thing. Villanova is not special in the way that their fans respond to things than anybody else. Yeah. Right. Like the problem that the maybe the argument, the problem is that you've told them that Villanova is this sanctuary of, of nothing but glowing support all the time. And now when that, when that thought process is wrong, you're, you, you've got some problems. Right. Like maybe that's the case. But even still, you have to understand 80% of your fan base is still behind you. These games are still well attended right? Like people are still there. People are still showing up. People want this thing to turn around. Like the want to have this thing go well is present. So that's all there. Now we have to turn our attention to me (laughs) (laughs) because I'm a huge fucking problem. And, and, and I need to go out and say this and take ownership over it. Going into this season, reading kind of what was going on, the Kyle Neptune's feels like Jay wasn't even here during the last several years. And it feels kind of business as usual. And, and we got Cam Whitmore lottery pick and Justin Moore might come back into late December and, 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 and the practices are going well. Everything seems business as usual in the main line. We're number 16 in the AP poll going into the season, all these things leading into it, returning four people from a final four, all the things, right? Like, You say that, and you say, "Yeah, okay, this team can hold tread enough water that they'll be in a good position." And when Justin Moore comes back, fucking fire it into fourth gear, put on the afterburners, and this team could get really fucking hot. And I said it myself that this team like could cut down the nets in Houston, right? Like because I thought, hey, put on the afterburners. We got all this stuff going on. I saw what happened with Kevin Olley. I saw what happened with. I'm fucking blanking on the I had North Carolina, but like Huey Davis. Huey Davis, like and said, maybe Neptune's the next in that line of things that good first years happen, and like whatever. Uh, that, that clearly hasn't been the case. But also it was stupid. And am I getting the hopes up? Rob, on this podcast, two, three years ago, we said, lower your expectations." Right. Like we told yep. people when to how to manage their own expectations and we managed the expectations up front and then had a better result at the end. And we were happy about kind of how that season played out as a result of that. We failed and I in particular failed our listener base by getting your hopes up and kind of riding that th- riding that message, thinking like, yeah, we're going to get one or two really good years here out of this early Neptune years. And then we'll have to figure it out from there, because I thought that like. Culture was kind of on autopilot, just kind of plugged Neptune in instead of Jay. All the assistants are back. All the players who we knew were coming back are back. Justin Moore comes in mid-year, and we have the train rolling again. And boom, there it is. And I thought also maybe it could be a pseudo down year in the conference. So I thought maybe we could start rolling like right away. Hasn't happened, okay? Hasn't happened, and, and candidly, to a degree – we were wrong, and I, in particular, was wrong for trying to s- speak that into existence as if it was an expectation. Yeah. That shouldn't have been the expectation. Should the expectation have been to be 10 and 13? Absolutely not. This program is underperformed, right? Like, period. But should the expectation have been, at this moment in time, to be 13 and 10, 14 and 9? Yeah, that's probably about where we should have expected this team to be. Yeah
2: yeah that was hot um, yeah that was hot i don't know thank I you for know. your apology chris i i accept it gracefully
0: thank you brian yeah brian's been one of the most people who've been pissed off by my take early <laughs> <season>. <laughs>
2: I mean, it was a ridiculous take looking back. Well, and I will say it was a ridiculous take.
0: It
4: was, even in the moment. Moment. It was
2: ridiculous, even in the moment. I think we called him out in the moment on yeah. it. I, I, I was, like, I
1: I was like, oh, we could be like a five seed, is where I thought we could get up to. Like, I was expecting the 2018 2019 season, is mm. what I was expecting,
0: yeah. Where, where I, I thought noticed this was the 18 19 season where the six seed that we were going to get was going to be like the six seed that blows up a bracket. So that 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 was my
1: that was your,
3: yeah. Well, where I noticed Chris was on to me is I was bitching about fans on Twitter and he responded, that's not fans on Twitter, Brian. That's me saying that.
0: <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> he caught me. I'm, I'm, I'm holding myself accountable. Is about accountability and I'm number one on the list of people who needs to be held accountable. I like it. All right. With that being said, um, why don't we take a small break here? Uh, we're going to put a pin in this. Uh, I'm have a one minute interlude, if you will, 32nd interlude. And then uh, we're going to be back with um, Don Maniatis. I don't know if I got his name pronounced correctly, but he is the host of the DePod, um, who hosts the DePaul, uh, his great DePaul podcast. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about that when he comes on. And we'll see if we uh, have someone else to help with the Seton Hall preview coming up as well. All right. Uh, we'll be back with you in just a minute. All right, everyone. Welcome back to Full Forty with Chris, Rob, and Willie. We have two very special guests with us to talk about the week that's coming for Villanova basketball. We got John Maniatis for from uh, from DePaul. Did I get it? <laughs> you just told me. That yeah, it was
5: guys. good. It was good. Yeah, no, it was fine.
0: Okay, good, <laughs> good. And we, and yeah, uh, okay. okay. He is the host of the DePod, um, and he does a great job. He's had. He's had their athletic director on once or twice. He he does a great job with that podcast. Um, and then you also have JP Carlesimo, um, who's at JP Carlesimo. It's not his real name, but he's using his superhero name, his alias, if you will. Uh, but he's joining us as well. He is Seton Hall's premier Twitter account, so we're we're talking to him as well. Do a little bit of preview uh, around our, uh, our around our games this week. Um, so. First off, I just want to I just want to ask one question for you guys. We've we, been we a lot of talks internal at Villanova about where we're where we stand. I'm just curious from your guys' standpoint, like and be honest because we we were just ruthlessly honest. Like I went on a fucking it was it was you'll yeah. hear it. It was yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. it was a lot. I want to know like your honest take as to what Villanova's team is this year right now.
5: I mean, per- personally, I mean. It- 22 straight, 22 straight losses against you guys. Uh, for us to win, there's always going to be some sweetness there, but it's absolutely bittersweet given like where everyone thinks you all are. Uh, I think that early on in the season, you, you all had, had obviously a lot of injury bug like we did. And, uh, truthfully, where you guys are going though, if we could, if we could, uh, play spoiler to the Jalen Brunson and Jay Wright thing that's happening against (laughs) us, uh, it'll be a lot more sweet than it is.
0: (laughs) I respect that. JP?
3: I mean, it's a little disappointing, like, looking at, like, what Villanova's been. Like, I obviously didn't think after the start that they would be, like, good at any point. But it's good to see they're competing right now. I mean, that's something. It's kind of. It kind of sucks now that, like, we have to play Villanova twice. We get them once at home. It's not even going to really be a good, like, metrics game. So, like, that's a that's, – I mean, like, yeah, like, the, the, so game at, the game at Wells Fargo, like, that's always a tough game. And, I mean, it's going to be a Q2 bloodbath. And then the game at the Peru, it's a Q3 game. Like, that's going to absolutely suck. <laughs> but That's terrible. I, I love
0: God. that. JP, I love that, man. I love your ruthlessness on that.
3: Well, um, I mean, we talked about it, Chris, before the year started. Like, I really thought, like, once they got more back, they would be an absolute wagon. And they just, like, I think I overestimated Kyle and Neptune. <laughs> oh, there it is. We, Brutal. We, we, Brutal. We,
0: we talked about that on the first half of the podcast. Um, all right. So I, I, I appreciate that take. I appreciate that, all of that. So let's talk a little bit. You guys just played each other today, which is kind of like an interesting wrinkle to having you both on. Um, if you
3: want to call that basketball, but yes. yeah, that
5: was, uh, that was a, that was a rough one.
0: <laughs> you guys played 40 minutes of a bo- of an orange ball bouncing up and down and there was <laughs> baskets on either end and you, and you, and there was a game and it, and it happened. Um, I guess, let me play this the other way. What did you guys learn about the other? And I'll start with you, JP, cause we're playing DePaul
4: first.
3: I mean, honestly, Mo, is, Mo Gibson is a dude. Like, he's so good. That team completely quit today, and he was just rolling. Like, he single-handedly willed DePaul back into contention in that basketball game. Everyone else was basically doing nothing. Um, I mean, the defense of Seton Hall is obviously really good. Like, DePaul couldn't get anything going. I mean, I, th- I thought they played pretty hard the first half, and then everything kind of just went kind of to shit when Seton Hall started making some baskets. I think they had, like, a 46-16 to 16 run at some point. Someone said that's insane. Yeah, but, it was rough. I mean, like, they're playing hard still, you know, for the most part. Um, that's really all you can ask for when your team's not really in contention with anything, so. Was
0: it any point in time today, was it Deshaun Nelson time at any point?
3: Then the, Dude, when he when came
4: 15
5: out and he was, one, like, on fire. 15-1, yeah.
3: <laughs> he came right out. He had eight, eight quick points, and I was like, oh, at least I'm getting cooked by Deshaun Nelson. I can live with that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> DeShaun nelson absolutely cooked us we- well yeah he had his
5: coming out party he had 24 points against you guys i mean i i he's probably i, I think the brightest star so far this season for de paul aside from mo gibson don't don't want to describe you know talk down on that because he's he's been a he's been a horse himself but as far as as far as uh JP and Seton Hall goes; uh, those guys just punch you in the mouth. It's it's a slog. Uh, the the defense The defensive battle that they that they put up, and they do it without fouling, which is insane, especially with these Big East referees. With you know, uh, you you all saw it yesterday against Creighton, the way they call these soft fouls. I think that how Seton Hall did it today without, I think in the first half there was DePaul shot like two free throws. Uh, It's insane. So.
0: John, Credit you were them. the first person in my history since the new Big East started to tell me that Villanova got jobbed in any game by a referee. I have to tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I, gone, yeah, ever.
5: <laughs> I think I think there should have been a foul on that reach in by uh uh by what who was it Trey or Trey, uh Trey Jackson or whoever was on Alexander Creighton yesterday. Yeah. Uh, thank you, thank you, Trey Alexander. Um, uh, and uh, I think that should have been a foul on him, given how the the rest of the game was being called. So. Yeah.
0: I don't expect JP to give any credit on officiating when Villanova's involved.
3: <laughs> no, absolutely not. You, you broke up the wrong tree there.
0: <laughs> so, 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 John, let's talk a little bit of of DePaul. Look, obviously, you guys had a star-crossed season here. Um, it's been obviously you have the win against us. Um, you have the win against Xavier, and it looked like okay, now we're cooking. And then it's kind of gone back the other direction a little bit here. You had the loss at Georgetown, which, if we're being honest, and I'm going to issue a really hot take, I'm not sure Georgetown is the worst team in the conference. I'm not sure they're the second worst team in the conference. Yes, I, uh, yes, Willie. Willie's looking at me. Butler is the worst team in the conference, which we lost to them too, but Butler's the worst team in this conference right now. Um, but, but, but you guys are like, have a lot of pieces i happen to believe stubblefield is kind of actually might be the guy for you guys but what what is it injuries is it just like an inability to get like this ball rolling? is it trying to work o- trying to get over a hump of like years of kind of being kind of at the back end of the big east like what what is it
5: it's it's uh i think a, a combination of all of that right like you had the you had there's so much hype coming into the season you had Mo Gibson coming in, you had Caleb Murphy coming in. It was like, okay, you have an agenda back. You have Javon Johnson back oldest. I think it's the oldest team in the big East. Right. But then all of a sudden we get hit, like someone chopped off, someone like voodoo dolled our wrists and uh, uh, three guys went down with injuries and right before the season started. So I think that with all of that, like excitement and hype coming into the season, uh, there was just a huge letdown, and then you they could never get back on track from there. Even when we started getting your back, and we started getting, you know, now now Caleb's back finally. Agenda's still out, and you 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 were playing teams. Uh, you're playing teams without a true center for so long, and guys playing out of position, and asking guys to do things that they're not used to doing. It it was just a recipe for disaster from there on out.
0: Gotcha. So, so turning attention to our game a little bit, what do you think is, so you guys won the first one rounds. We, right. have, we, got, we have a little bit of a revenge game for us coming back and You're at the Finneran Pavilion, as you already referenced, we got Rotter and Jay and Jaylee. <laughs> so we're trying to throw out, we're bringing all the Juju here.
1: All the stops. Let's <laughs> <the stops>. yeah. <laughs> try and beat DePaul. Um, for a February game versus DePaul. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. But so we got all the Juju working here, but like, from your angle, kind of what do you guys feel like you need to do to kind of repeat what happened in January?
5: Well, I think we have uh, – truthfully, what what has to happen is something that hasn't happened all year. We have to hit the three away from home, and uh, it's been tough. I mean, you look at the splits versus – home versus away shooting the three. It's – I mean, you saw it today. It's night and day. Like, uh, now towards the end of the game, Mo Gibson came up and started, started hitting them, but – Javon Johnson was like over for all game and he's the catalyst man and if he gets going early it's it could be lights out for Nova but uh and, and I'm still waiting for that one game that DePaul has all year I wouldn't count the Xavier game so much as this but the one game that you go in and and they shoot lights out and you and you kind of weren't expecting it and they, they go out and beat someone by 15, 20 points. And I hope to I hope that uh that's Nova away from home. Uh just to spoil that, because that would be so, like I said earlier, so sweet. But uh I think I think the matchup too for you know Nova versus DePaul this year, I, I think our players match up nicely, which is why, you know, we had the outcome that we did earlier in the year. But uh, you know, I think that we just have to hit that three, hit the three early on.
0: Yeah. I mean, that obviously, look, obviously anytime you're on the road, you want to make shots. Uh, but, th- and that makes sense. I, I I'm, you know, from my angle, I'm looking for it to be a little bit more of a revenge game, obviously with more back. That's a, that's a, that's a boon. He's been pretty good. Um, actually, I think he did better than I think we expected him to be so far. Uh, it hasn't resulted in a win, which is, which is mysterious, but it's a, uh, but it's one of those situations where, I do feel like we're starting to get things moving in the right direction, except we can't close. Um, so look, I, I, to me, it's going to be interesting. I, I, I hope it doesn't come down to the last few minutes, but as you've now seen from, from our angle, like if we get down to the last five minutes in games, we kind of have a, uh, I don't know if it's a rust or a confidence factor here. I was just curious what your thoughts there.
5: Yeah, I think it's it's going to be one of those things where because uh, you look at our we had a non conference game for Sanford. we had trouble closing that game out and Sanford's played well in in their conference and what have you but we've had trouble closing out those last minute games too I mean you guys changed your name to the full thirty five podcast uh, <laughs> you know jokingly tongue in cheek of course but I think there's a lot of that truth too when it comes to DePaul uh, we can't put together a full forty minutes for for whatever reason uh, and it's going to be uh, uh, unstoppable force means an um, uh, immovable object on one side of the ball. So, uh, I think that uh, I think that it's a toss-up, man. I think the I think you guys are kind of on the upswing and we're on the downswing, unfortunately. But I, I hope uh, we could you know get right to get some sort of momentum going into the Big East tournament so that we could at least have some confidence for
0: that. All right, John, I appreciate that. JP, we got we got the, we got a Wells Fargo night game. Coming up on Saturday. You guys have been you guys have been good. I thought you guys early in the season were kind of like, okay, Shaheen is just kind of writing off this year, and you guys are just gonna, he's just gonna like let this ride out because he's gonna force his culture and his will on this program. And then everyone kind of responded. So you guys are definitely in the tournament mix. You guys have looked really good of late. Tell me, kind of tell me what your thoughts are going into this game.
3: Uh Man, it's just – kind of think of it like it's almost like a reverse, basically, of the last five or six years basically we've been playing this game um, where Seton Hall is the team that's kind of going to be probably favored to win the game. And no matter how good or bad Seton Hall or Villanova team is, they always play each other tough. And it's like one of those games where it's like, man, like I want this to end, but at the same time. I really don't like it. It's it's. I, really, I don't even know how to describe it. Um, but I'm not overly optimistic, really. Um, like you were talking earlier about closing games, I think a lot of that is just Justin Moore shaking off the rust. Um, like he's he hasn't been playing live game action in the entire year. Really makes a lot of sense for him to just really come out of his shell against Seton Hall. That would be so fitting. Which I'm gonna hate it. I'm going to the, say it the now. Self-loathing like? fan
0: bases. The self-loathing amongst Biggie's fan bases—the self-loathing amongst Biggie's fan is second to none. <laughs> it goes hand in hand with Catholic guilt. It's like it's like one, or, one and one in the same.
3: Hey, you know what? Though I'm rooting for Justin. You know, it's it's a good story for that kid to get back on the horse. Um, you know, obviously a tough tough injury for him. So if I if if we go down there and Justin Moore beats us, I'm okay with it. It sucks, but you know.
0: What if Chris Archer hits a late three?
3: Like yeah. he did last year, and yeah, I like wanted to strangle myself. <laughs> <laughs> he hit that three. What was it like? The shot clock was literally that, like one. And I think Seaton Hall was up at that point, or they were chasing. It was it was a close point in that game towards the end. And he hit that three, and I was like, "You gotta be kidding me, dude! Of all people, I'm getting arched again. Not even the uh, good one this time.
1: <laughs> uh, that shot was one of the classic. Like, no, no, no.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah."
0: Um, I don't even think he hit a
3: shot the rest of that game. Too, he just hit that one. No, shot. no definitely,
0: no, no, definitely not. He probably didn't hit a shot in the next three. Um, <laughs> so, so I guess, kind of from your angle, JP, what has gone right for for Hall in the in the month of January? Because, like, from January swoon from Jan to January boon, you guys have had a hell of a month. Um, it's just, you're, this is kind of uncharted territory for you guys. You waiting for the other shoe to drop, or like, tell me what's gone well.
3: No, I just think kind of what you were saying, if you look at this team in like November, December, there was just no cohesion. Everyone was kind of like, this is not Kevin Willard anymore. Everyone hated it. And I don't know if it started. I think it kind of started a little bit at the Rutgers game because that's when you kind of saw Kadari Richmond take a a step. He bought in. And then now you're starting to see all these other guys buying in. Guys that I honestly thought would have no business being on this team and buying into it or buying in. Like I look at like Trey Jackson right now he's going to be huge if he can actually play defense like he's played it the last week. I mean, he held his own against Joel Soriano. That's a beast. Um, you know, not taking anything away from your name, but he did pretty well today against him. he's still a big body. You know what I mean? Trace six, 200 pounds soaking wet. Um, but I mean, you saw what the kid can do when he can score the basketball. So if you get that going from him, he's playing good defense to spell Tyrese Samuel, because they really don't have like true big. So you're playing a lot of guys out of position. But whatever's going on right now is working. The buy-in's great. They're starting to hit some shots. Al Dawes is starting to play like an actual basketball player, which is good. Um, You know, it's going to be a matter of can they consistently hit shots and not have a 10-minute span where they don't make a bucket.
0: Yeah. Well, JP, I can fast-forward this to you and tell you the future. I'm just going to get my crystal ball out, and that the 36 in minutes into this game at the under four timeout this game is going to be like 55 <laughs> 56 we could just we could just get to that point and actually watch the end of the game plan because every time we play you guys it's pretty much pretty much that exact score
3: and and you're absolutely right that's why i'm saying it, it makes total sense why saturday is justin's justin moore's like i'm back party like he closes out that game you guys are going nuts like oh like Bang, we're back. We're back. You know, we're we're back, back at 12 and 13. <laughs>
0: yeah. At best, but, uh, by the way. At best. Yeah, so you just best. assumed a DePaul win. At best. At best. Oh,
5: back, man.
3: <laughs> I mean, they look pretty, not like they haven't looked great, but they're competing in these teams against, you know, they go to, you know, Marquette and compete. You go to Creighton, you compete. You know, that's really all you can ask for. It's better than, you know, straight up just losing to a Butler team, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's what we did earlier in the month.
3: No, down. but it's be- yeah. it's certainly yeah.
0: better than what St. John's has been doing of late. That's for sure. Yeah,
3: absolutely. That's that's what I'm saying. You know.
0: Yeah. All right. Um, any parting thoughts here, guys?
3: <sighs> like you said, that last five minutes of that game on Saturday is going to be extremely stressful, especially if Seton Hall can't beat Creighton on Wednesday, because if they go 0 2, they might be in a little bit of trouble there. So, I would just. Yeah. I would just love to sweep Nova for once. I know it's not going to happen now, but just to, just to be able to do that and say, you know, tell my grandkids we swept Nova one year, you know, <laughs>
5: I'm jump I'm jumping on the back on the back of that too. I, I mean, it'd yeah. be nice to, to, to get that W on, uh, what is it? Mon- Monday or Tuesday? Gosh, I'm losing Wednesday. it right now, but there you go. I just, I, I can't keep my, my schedule straight, but, uh, at the same time, I think truthfully, uh, if if we could spoil play spoiler to Jay Wright and Jalen Brunson, I, I'll be happy. So uh, definitely want to come out with with that win. I think – uh, I don't know who needs it more right now.
0: I love uh, that. I don't know if – oh, go I, I, ahead. I love that about you guys, honestly. Like I, I love that you root hard for your team, but you, you guys are honest, give good assessments. Um, so we have John Maniatis um, who's at return of the dibs and at the DePod Um uh, and he he does a great job with the DePod podcast and JP at JP Carlesimo, who I'm sure many people in the Villanova spheres have interacted with. He'll be he'll be on. He'll have a comment on the refs, no matter what the fuck happens. Um, so you can guarantee that. Uh, but JP is a great follow as well. So I, I would recommend that everyone who's listening turns to those guys uh, to help get a, the other side of kind of the game that's come, the games that are coming up this week. All right, Rob. Willie, anything else? Good on my end. Well, oh,
1: Gucci,
5: awesome. One last, one last thing, guys. I wore this uh, out the mud hoodie for Paul Reed uh, and your 76ers fans out there. Uh, so go, 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 root on Paul for us. I love that. Hey, no ball, uh,
3: baby.
0: That's a great. But, that's a great shout out.
3: You know, before before we wrap up, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't say this on a Villanova podcast. I, I think I tweeted it earlier, but I don't know if any of you guys caught the. Uh, uh, who was it? Ohio State and Michigan game today. When Jay was on the call, dude, he um, was he was fantastic. <laughs> he he truly was. Honestly, like I learned more about like just random things in basketball I thought I'd never even care about in listening to Jay for ten minutes than I would have imagined. Hey, What's Jay? Are we talking? Who's Jay? You're right. <laughs> oh, uh, the old coach. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh.
1: Also, speaking of that game, the halftime entertainment in that game was absurd. It was, it was some guy like throwing hats and catching them, and like juggling hats and putting them on his head. I've never seen anything like it. It was.
0: Uh, it's like Red, a red Panda's panda days are numbered.
5: Yeah, I was a big fan. Yeah, Red, red Panda's panda
0: gonna
1: start
5: gonna doing out, that. <laughs> She's gonna start doing that on the unicycle.
0: Yeah, is Red Panda washed. She's kind of washed.
5: <laughs> I mean, hey, you know what? Yeah. People are she,
0: saying she she brought, home, she brought
5: she brought she brought home that victory for us uh you know uh, last a couple months or a month ago so i'll I'll take red panda any day right now
0: i love it i love it all right don jp thank you guys so much for joining us here here on the full 40 all right that that wraps it up for today uh thank you everybody for listening and as always let's go nova